I think it's important for us to continue to speak up in in um, every which way we allow our lives in. Don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. If you know you don't have a family to you know bring with you, remember this. Remember what I just said. Bring me with you. Welcome to the Words of a Warrior podcast. I'm Candy Wheeler, your host and founder of Warrior Women Retreats, internationally recognized conscious business coach, motivational speaker and author, but most importantly, human. On a journey just like you are. And together, we'll explore insights, tools, and practices to help you recognize your worth, see your potential, and bet on yourself so you can uplevel your life, leadership, and business. Each week, I will bring you profound wisdom, words of encouragement, and real stories of fierce resilience from inspiring creatives, artists, activists, and entrepreneurs. Trade in fear, worry, and self-doubt for deep healing, sacred remembrance, and divine inspiration to follow your excitement and connect with your true purpose. Grab your journal and get ready to take your power back. Hi, hi, welcome. Today's conversation is a powerful one, and I'm here with my good friend, Sierra Davis. Hi, Sierra. Do you want to say hi to everyone? Hi, everyone. (laughs) I think we should just start by telling everyone, like, kind of like our backstory and our friendship, because I think it's pretty fun. We met in college, right, playing basketball together, and I think we just developed this really strong friendship. There's been times where we haven't been as close, but no matter what, I just know that there is a special connection there, and I just know that you're totally someone that I feel like I can always just pick up where I left off with, like... We can not see each other for a year and then connect and just like, just fully connect. Yeah. I feel the same way. Yeah. Um, We've always connected. We always, even when you leave and come back, it's always just like, well, how are you doing? (laughs) So with that being said, we reconnected the other day over some tea at Cha-Cha's Tea House downtown. I have to shout them out because they have the best matcha. (laughs) And um, with everything going on right now with the Black Lives Matter movement, which has been happening for years and years now, with the revolution and also COVID pandemic happening, you shared with me that um, you had recently gotten a new job, right? Yeah. And they opened the floor for your whole company to share your whole all of its team members to share just like what was on their heart right can you talk a little bit about that yeah so I just recently started working with um a health insurance company I'm not gonna you know put them out there like that but yeah they um had us all on the floor well in this huge meeting a webex meeting similar to zoom just say anything that was on our hearts anything that how we felt that was going on and this was in front of the senior vice president of the company mm-hmm. and at first it was silent no it sounded like people were afraid to even say anything mm-hmm. and that was the most like disheartening feeling um, I knew on my heart I wanted to say something um so I was just trying to put my words together um, and come up with something so that's how it happened me like speaking up and other people encouraging me and things like that but yeah yeah and that was really powerful for you, right? Because 
you boldly yeah. just like went and shared this, which I would love for you to share. Maybe we won't go into it yet, but I know you wanted to share a little bit of the backstory of what really had you fired up about speaking up about the things that matter and being courageous and being bold. Even in like meetings, interviews, and just different things that is, it, it's me speaking up for myself. Um, I take my family with me. Um, my mom, my aunties, my brother, my sister, my dad, all of them with me, not literally, but figuratively. Mm -hmm. And some people were saying, oh, I grew up in the Bronx, so I know what it feels like. They're like trying to relate because they grew up in in a in an area that's normally known as being, you know, a poor area. Um, and then also someone said that you would you can't tell that they're Puerto Rican unless you saw another side of their family. I'm like, okay, this is, this is, I, you know, feelings are valid and stories are valid, but it's just like, we're afraid to even say what's going on. Right. You know? um, right. Like skipping over what's really important. Yeah. Yeah. What I really hear and what you're saying was people are like kind of missing the point in trying to relate, especially white people or non-black POC, even like trying to just be a part of the conversation versus actually addressing what we're actually dealing with here. It was, I wouldn't say easier for me to speak up, um, but I definitely have strength in, in my voice with speaking up because of them. So yeah, mm -hmm. my family is, one, is, is what gives me courage to have spoken up and as far as like the backstory what got me fired up is before this meeting even happened um someone posted uh a conversation that they scheduled for the the company to have called in their skin um and and at first i was like okay finally they're saying something about it um and this black woman she looked she looked you know similar to my age and she had actually said that she she posted she said I was ecstatic I was just telling my friends I was ecstatic that the company hadn't said anything because I don't want to discuss these things at work and she was she was literally saying it's just like the politics rule of like we shouldn't discuss politics at work it's the it's the whole it's the whole uh uh rule that you don't really speak on or whatever and this is a black woman who looks just like me and maybe even my age and I told her I was I told her I said I have to disagree with you uh, I'm glad uh, this company spoke up and said something because this is systemic and if we don't say anything um, then nothing gets done and then she continued to say that it, it's been making her emotional and less productive and things like that and I get that and companies should hold spaces for not only you know black people who are going through this but everyone who, who's who's been affected by it and they have they've they've given us time off if we need it um during this time which is really which is really amazing um mm -hmm. just because like they don't want you know their production if we can't feel like we can't be productive because of what's going outside of of the workplace then let's let's let i want to support you so that's what i really like about this company that i'm working for now um so aside from that and then also the title of it it said in their skin I told the I told the administrator of it he was it's a white man he said um just come to the workshop and we'll show you what it's like to be give different perceptions of what it means to be in their skin I said in their skin that's highly insensitive um yeah. for one um and the title needs to be changed I won't be attending this and then 
wow. a lot of people started backing me. They were like, yeah, I was saying, if anything, the title should be called Black Lives Matter. Like, I was that, that was really getting me up. And then going, sifting through these comments, a lot of people were saying, like, agreeing with me and then ended up having um, the, the meeting, uh, the name change uh, by the end of the day. They said they were going to work on different name changes. And um, they ended up coming up with Beyond Your Perception or something like that. I'm not too sure. Something similar like that. Um, so then when we led up to the meeting, there's silence and then the leaders are saying it's okay to speak up and people, it sounded like people started to give their, give their, like speak up about their feelings. Yeah. And to give you another backstory, like just to give you like the percentage of this company is Generation X mm. um, and Generation X, I'm not saying all of them. But it, from, from what I was hearing, it had like a complacent mindset, like women coming on and saying like, yeah, what's going on, you know, is terrible and horrible and I'm afraid, but I won't, it won't diminish my production here. I'm going to still always be like productive and stuff like that. I'm just like, okay. And I'm like, I get, I get what you're saying. You know, you're, it, it's, it's a generational feeling of like, I'm going to still say something, but I'm going to still show up for you kind of thing. Like, is mm-hmm. that that trauma is generational because back then people were afraid to even say say anything right. and it and it and it stuck to their kids generation x you know and millennials and that's what they're saying about us that that we're like we're finally like having making shit sorry to excuse my language but you know it's one of the biggest movements in history yeah Totally. And I think it's up to every organizational leadership to like say that or like create a safe, safe environment to talk about the hard things. Because even like your, your coworker who had said, like, I really honestly don't love this conversation because it makes me emotional. Like that totally makes sense. Brene Brown even spoke to, um, she's a a study shame vulnerability. I don't know if you've heard her work, but she spoke to like the movements and the people that are targeted by these movements are not responsible yeah. for initiating these conversations. Right. It's your job to the people who aren't targeted to really say these things and, and have and create a safe space for it, which I exactly. think your company was like trying to do, or they were, they were giving it a shot in their, in the way that they knew how, but that yeah. really encouraged you to really like boldly and courageously um, speak up and we shared this speech right and I would love for you to share that if you're open to it um, unless there's yeah. anything else you want to say beforehand I would love for you to share that here my mom had given me given me like some talking points or like some questions to ask like the the leaders of the company uh, one of the questions that I had asked that she sent me to ask is with millions of people in all of 50 states and 20 plus countries supporting the civil rights slash social justice movement how does our company plan to get involved to support it with our local community and government and basically he said we don't know what that looks like and I was just like okay (laughs) and people just started talking and talking and kind of lost focus of actionable movement more of just like expression Um, but yeah that was one of the questions that I asked and then two Two things that stuck out to me is an African-American man stated he had been working for the Air Force for X amount of years 
and that his son wanted to go protest. And he told his son out here in Phoenix, Arizona, he told his son, you know, stay safe and stuff like that. And he was like, with everything going on, yeah, we want to keep our hearts out for the people who are being affected, but also uh, put our hearts out for uh, the people who, the servicemen, the police officers and things like that, just because there's a few bad apples coming out of an African-American man. He said a few bad apples. And I took note of that. And then also one of my coworkers stated um, something about all lives matter and how he was trying to explain to his kid about, explain to his kid that it's not about all lives matter and he used an analogy of of being disabled not even being black and I was just baffled by all this so I'm just taking note of everything listening to everyone um but when it finally became my time to speak like I said I brought my family with me and I said this I said thank you for giving us the opportunity to speak today and creating a safe space I am a 26 year old black woman I've been with the company for one month and today I'm speaking up for Brianna Taylor, Sandra Bland, and Corin Gaines. I've been out protesting on three different occasions out here in Phoenix, Arizona. Let me just give you a brief history. The police started in 1704 to capture the slaves, not to protect us, to capture the runaways. In regards to why we say Black Lives Matter, it's not, it's for the George Floyds of the world, the Eric Gardners of the world. When I'm saying I can't breathe, that's why we say Black Lives Matter. When I put my hands up and you still shoot me anyway, the Michael Browns of the world. I heard one of my colleagues say, we have to change our perception. It's not only our perception. When we say defund the police, we mean to redistribute the money into the inner cities and the urban areas. All you do is take from us instead of investing in us. You take our culture, you take the way we speak, and there's kids in schools that cannot focus because they can't afford meals. Let me tell you about the Breonna Taylor story. It was a, this was a woman sleeping in her apartment and she was shot eight times, eight times to death and, her, and the officers involved have not been arrested. Breonna Taylor was 26. And I said, look these women up. And then I was just like, thank you. But yeah, and then everyone was just saying thank you. And and one one girl said she wanted to contest with me and how she was moved by it. And it, it's just it's just crazy. But yeah, I thank you, Candy, for allowing me to say this to your community. You brought it back to you and you said, um, she was 26 and I'm 26. And so it's like, it kind of just like puts it into perspective for the people that are listening to you share this. It's like this, this girl was no different than me. And you're listening to me right now, talk about her, but this is what happened to her. And it's like, I don't know, it's powerful. Like when you start to name off these people and start to say why you say black lives matter, why it's so important, like, Mm -hmm. And also bringing up the police and this is like the systems that we're building it because some people think racism is just prejudice they think oh well I'm not racist because I love black people and that's Uh you know like that is not even close to what racism is built on yeah and you've got a lot of that like you've really put lots into perspective for me so i just like i'm i'm grateful to have you to like really like shine light on some of these things that aren't taught to to us at school or you know in like our our society or whatnot it's like kind of hidden i feel like it's hidden from definitely hidden from white people 
I'll say that. Much. <laughs> <For> <laughs> or like, sure. and, let, and, and oftentimes, let's be real, you guys, like we don't want to see it either. And I think yeah. that's the, that's the one thing that's causing the biggest problem is that like, I think my hardest thing was to take a look at myself and to take yeah. and just say, where am I contributing to the problem? Where am I causing more damage, keeping this the way it is? Right. Exactly. And I, and I love our conversation about how, you know, you're, you, how you took actionable steps within, you know, your community and things like that. And that I feel like that even brought us closer when you told me that. I shared something on Instagram about this, but like, for me, yeah. I'm looking at, I'm sorry, it took me this long to like, to, to go to bat for you, you know, or go to bat for all people that look like you, because you know what, for me, I'll say this, like, and I said this in the share too, is like, um, for me, I didn't wake up to my own white privilege until I stopped being a victim in every other area of my life. And I think that's what a lot yeah. of people are doing when they're like trying to relate, you know, like, oh, I'm from Brooklyn or, oh, but I'm just, um, I have to you know, but it's like that's the victim mentality. You're not seeing what's actually on the table and what's like actually happening right now. And it's, and it, you don't have to make mm -hmm. it about you, you know? Right. It's not, a, yeah. It, yeah. And that's always the first thing about how they can relate and how they, how they are involved and things like that. Sierra, is there anything else that you feel like that's on your heart that you would love for people to know, just like watching this and really taking it all in? I think it's important for us to continue to speak up in, in um, every which way we allow our lives in. Don't be afraid. Mm -hmm. If you know, you don't have a family to, you know, bring with you. Remember this, remember what I just said, bring me with you. <laughs> if you guys aren't crying with me, I don't know what's wrong with you because <laughs> I'm just like, but um, thank you, Sierra. Thank you for being willing to come on here and share your voice, share your heart. Um, honestly, I'm sure it touched so many people's lives. So many people are going to watch this back and be like, whoa, they're going to be blown away just like I was. And um, I think it's really bold of you. Honestly, it's like so courageous and you're really like leading the way, whether you probably don't even realize the ripple in your leadership and your courage. And, and I think that's the, yeah. thank you for sure. Powerful. All right, you guys, well, have a great rest of your day. Definitely share this, um, share it with your friends, share it with your loved ones. And we'll, yeah, we'll see you later. Bye everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in with me on the Words of a Warrior podcast. I am so happy you stopped by and would love to know what you took away from this conversation. If you feel so moved, please feel free to share with a friend and leave us a review on iTunes so that we can keep getting this message into the hands of the people who need it the most. Let us know what you loved, topics you want to hear more of, and your favorite words of a warrior. Until next time, keep taking back your power, following your excitement, and unapologetically living the life you were born for.